All right. So before I went to Louisiana Tech, I worked for a little bit in high school at Wendy's. And once, Ugh. yeah, you know, got got to got to make some money somehow. And one time we were working during a pretty bad thunderstorm and the power went out. And so we couldn't put a sign up saying that we were closed for some reason. I don't know. Blame corporate. And so instead, one of my coworkers decided to ru- lean out the open drive through window and yell, we ain't got no power. And that is how I feel right now with the firing of Scott Power. We ain't got no power, except I'm very happy about it right now. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was like, I figured it was going some way in terms of like power being out or, you know, maybe you put up a sign that said power's out instead of, you know, power outage or something. I don't know. Anyway, we ain't got no power. We got no DC at all right now, but at least Matt has finished his conquest of chasing Scott power from Ruston, Louisiana. It's true. It's uh, it's a good thing that he has gone. It was no good. I've been trashing since last season. If we had a game this weekend, we'd probably do better off without a, a DC than we did last week against Jacksonville state. I don't know. Well, he had to go regardless. It really wouldn't have mattered, even if Tech had fared better against Jacksonville State. Scott Power was way out of his depth at Louisiana Tech. He's not an FBS-level coach. And And he's uh, not. He's no no longer an FBS-level coach. He is not. And Tech's not really an FBS-level program anymore. So maybe he's not even good enough for FCS. But Scott Power was a terrible, terrible coach. I've I've been calling for his firing since last season. And it got worse this year, hard to believe. So... I'm glad he's gone. I don't know who wants to come in here and try to help this dumpster fire of a program out, but I guess the search is underway. Oh, you you haven't heard, Matt? Oh, uh, Pot Scour got the job? I'm reading here. It says Matt Gallion has been hired as As defensive defensive coordinator. coordinator. Yeah. Well, we're going to run a 4-6 scheme, uh, 85 bears. We're going to crowd eight in the box, sometimes 10. Sometimes 12. Yeah, all 12. <laughs> yeah. All out, boys. Hey, we tried that a couple times this year and it didn't work out <laughs> for us. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the GoTech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. And the football season is finally over. It's not even Thanksgiving, <laughs> but I know what I'm thankful for. Yeah, jeez, for real. Can I just I'm say thankful. that I think we failed? I think we failed, guys. You know, well, the show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I mean, I don't feeling hurt. Oh, that's good. Anyway, Um, yeah, it was a it was a pretty rough season. It was awful. Yeah, I think I think we can say that you know we're devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. But uh, I don't I don't think we're doing our jobs here. Well, is it our job us, to make a, none of us are responsible devoted? I don't feel like is the right word there. Then, if if it's our job <laughs> to go out and make tech better, <laughs> well, uh, well, the people whose it, job it was certainly were not doing their job. Which is why well, no some of them no longer job. have that job. Yeah, As I mentioned, exactly. uh, Scott Power and two other coordinators or assistant coaches were let go this week from the Louisiana tech program. I'm not sure if more will follow or not. I don't really know how that works. I, you'd think that they'd want to lay everybody off at the same time just to avoid any awkwardness in the building, but cumby has been shown not to make the right choices. So it'll be interesting to see if anybody else goes. I think the defensive line, can, I really think the whole entire defensive staff needs to go, but I guess there's only so many people you can let go of. So, I mean, let's, let's talk about Jacksonville state for as short of a period of time as humanly possible. 122 um, seconds. Yeah, five, 522 is the number of 
seconds we'll talk about this, but also the number of rushing yards Jacksonville State put up on yeah. Saturday. Kusa uh, record. I mean, their first year. Yeah. Uh, Just destroyed Louisiana Tech's defense. I mean, coming into this, none of us predicted a win. I thought it was going to be a blowout. It exceeded my expectations and oh, yeah. was even worse than I thought. 522 yards of just rushing yards is shocking. 8.7 yards per rush. You know they're going to run the ball. You can't stop them, and they get almost a first down every carry. It was shocking. It's just a shocking thing. I know that Scott Powers has been fired already, but like just the defensive alignment and not adjusting the entire fucking football game is like – I mean, how is this guy going to show his tape to a D3 school and get hired? I don't understand. Yeah. Like, I I mean, like like this this was, you know, the the fucking, the players, the players were missing some tackles, certainly. So some of it came down to execution, but I mean, just the alignment, you know, to have six guys in the box. It's like, dude, they're going to run. They're going to run. Their quarterback can't throw it more than five yards down the field. Like he sucks. You know, I, I mean, it yeah, was. I believe they were up twenty-one to nothing without a single pass completion. If I remember yeah. right, it was at least yeah. fourteen yeah. To nothing. They had, well, and they they scored a punt, 18, a punt block touchdown. Yeah, eighteen pass attempts, only six completions. They won by what thirty-nine? Yeah, thirty-nine points, and they had yeah. six completions. Yeah, and they're you know they here's sixty another thing. rushing attempts. <laughs> yeah. Another thing is our first two punt attempts were almost blocked. And so what do we do when they come out and block alignment the third time? Uh, do we adjust anything? Nope. <laughs> they just run right in and block it for a touchdown. Cool. You know, it's just yeah. like, I mean, what are we doing? And I'm glad it's now it's what have we done? Cause it's over. Right. <laughs> Thank fuck. But like, yeah. it was just, it was embarrassing to watch. Um, embarrassing to be associated with our school for a loss like this. I mean, this is a team, I, I said this last week, this is a team that last season was in FCS. Yeah, they're man. supposed to be they're supposed to be transitioning. They're not supposed to be blowing out a team that's been in fucking FBS for 35 years, 56 to 17. Like it was uninspired, yeah. and I get it. You're three and eight. I get it. But like the play calling was uninspired, the performances on both sides of the ball were uninspired. I mean, especially defensively, but offense only put up 10 points. We scored on a pump block touchdown too. Yeah, so, man. I mean, you're scoring 10 points. That That's all you can muster as like, you know, a guy who's supposed to be an offensive guru. I, I don't, I don't know, man. It's like good riddance to the season basically. And next year is probably going to be worse. That's the outlook at this point. But like, I'll think about that later. Thank God. I don't have yeah, to think about football for a little bit. Yeah. I know this isn't the, the episode that we're going to do this, but I'm curious to I'm I am curious to know why you think it's going to be worse. I mean, I have some ideas when you factor in the idea that the the best players from this team, which is a hard thing to believe because I don't think there are a lot of very good players on this team. It's hard uh, are going to be out through the portal and everything like that. I'm definitely curious to see. I'll push back before Evan chimes in with that. There are some very good players on this team. I think that this team, the talent on this team could have gotten them to Maybe not six and six, but at least five and seven. I think there's there was enough here that good coaching could have elevated this team to be not this disgrace of a football program we have in front of us now. I, I think my biggest problem with this season as a whole was that the way that most teams work is they get better week to week. The thing is everyone gets better week to week. So it's a 
it doesn't really matter how good you are at the beginning of the season. It's how quickly sure. can you get to what your final form is. And Tech started at a certain level and just never moved from there. They didn't progress or they at least didn't get as better week over week as much as everyone else. And so had we played FIU week 12 instead of week one or zero, then we would just not have won that game. It would not be close. Uh, Northwestern State may have even beaten us this year. Uh, this is a, a program that the coaching failed. And that's not just in response to the whole BTB being hard on the players thing and, and trying to backtrack against that. That's just how this is. I really think this roster could have done not amazing, but good things this year. And they were let down by the people in charge of them, some of which are gone and some of which remain. And even though we're praising whatever you wish to praise that Scott Powers out of the program, he wasn't the only one culpable here. No, for sure. For sure. Um, and I, I think I think the reason I think it's going to be bad is I don't know who's going to be left on the roster come December 5th, the day after the portal opens. And I don't know who in their right mind would see this and what happened this season and want to come here, A, to be defensive coordinator and B, to play. I, I mean, you know, how are we going to attract another quarterback to come in when, you know, Jack Turner started ostensibly two games where it seems like Hank was healthy. Maybe he wasn't, but I don't know. And I think Hank could come back if he wanted to. I just checked his Twitter to see if he, you know, talked about hanging his cleats up or whatever, but uh, no word on that just yet. But um, yeah, that, that's just kind of my outlook here from, you know, November, mid November as the season's ending is like how many people are still left on this team on December 5th. And then how do we replace what we lose? Yeah. I, uh, not too optimistic that uh, there's going to be any way to, I don't know who would want to come play here or want to play for Louisiana tech. There, there are much, much better options. And for FCS players that are looking to bump up to FBS. Maybe some of them would want to come just to get more exposure, but you're not going to get too much at law tech, not at this juncture. And you'd be better off going to practically anywhere else. I know that we kind of, yeah. this isn't the end of season wrap up. Uh, so we got to save a lot of that for that episode. Yeah. And hopefully we're wrong. Hopefully people will stay and we'll get some great transfers in and Sonny Cumbie will figure it out and the new defensive coordinator will be awesome. Right? I mean, it's just, uh, yeah, three and nine might be the, the peak in our preseason preview next year. All right, yeah, we just... probably spent our 522 seconds. So what are we moving on to next? Unless y'all have some final thoughts on Jacksonville State. Nah, not really. I mean, I... I know that they're not bowl eligible, which is sad. Uh, and not because yeah. of wins, but because of the process right. to becoming an FBS school. Right. So Stupid. kudos to Jacksonville State. I, I think I think Rich Rod's probably going to leave because he's uh, clearly proven that he could handle a coaching gig. At, I mean, he. I don't know if people remember. I mean, he was coaching at West Virginia. They were ranked number two in the country and were like a couple of throws away from playing in the national championship in 2007. And uh, then he coached at Michigan where he was pretty underwhelming, but I think he definitely deserved a shot coaching elsewhere, not at Jacksonville state, maybe like a Florida or an sec school where I think that run first defensive philosophy is better suited. So, but kudos to Rich Rod and Jacksonville state. Those guys were awesome. They had seven rushing touchdowns, 522 yards on 60 attempts. I think their leading rusher had nine carries for almost 200 yards and 22 yards per carry. So it's hard to knock those guys. I, I'm. That's why I, I hate. Know. I hate saying things like, "Oh, they're an FCS school," because it, it sounds. I mean, in a way, 
I'm just pointing out the fact that Tech shouldn't be losing like this. You touched on it earlier. Tech shouldn't be losing like this to a recently promoted school. No matter, I don't care how good yeah. they are. Yeah. Uh, no, I it's, mean, ridic- yeah, it's they're, ridiculous. Yeah, they're great. But they're great. Just on the, the flip fact side of that, that, we got blown out. Yeah, it wasn't competitive at any level. So, but congrats, Jacksonville State. I'm sure that they'll be really, really good next year too. Uh, but I'm, I'm, th- I'm glad that the football season's over. I'm looking forward to uh, after the holidays when we can all get a chance to get into the season wrap up podcast because I'm sure that's where we're really going to let loose. Yeah. And so whenever the times are dark and we're in a, a bad place watching this football program, there's always one thing we can turn to and and feel good about ourselves again, and that's beating ULM like we often do. This time <laughs> in basketball this past week on Thursday, we beat ULM on the road. Was it at Fant Ewing Coliseum, 73 to 63, a game where not that it was never in doubt, but tech never really gave up control of this one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a little sketchy there for, for, for a lot of it. Yeah, you look at the win probability chart it never dips below 68% chance to win at any point in this game. And, and really after about two minutes into the second half, it really just kind of skyrockets from there and becomes again, it's a 10 point victory. So anything can happen, but it was never a down to the wire, really stressing at the end of the game more than, you know, your normal, I, I hope we yeah. don't tech it up kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> Isaiah Crawford really showed out in this game, scoring 24 points in his 32 minutes. He becomes the Ken Palm player of the game for this one. And yeah, just it goes to show why he was Conference USA's player of the year preseason. Well, he's uh, this is it for him, isn't it? This is yes. last year. Yeah, yeah. I thought so. I mean, seven of twelve from the field is pretty damn good. Three of five from three points. He had nine rebounds. <laughs> so yeah, he played. He played pretty well. Uh, yeah. I see. I see. Bacho. Uh, you'd like to see him with a few more boards, but he had twelve points, five of seven from the field. So uh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. I did, I'm expecting a little bit more out of this team, but a win's a win, right? Yeah, ULM right now in Ken Palm's ranking is what 292nd. So yeah. this is not beating up a, a team that's expected to be good. But I mean, this is the first we saw Daniel Bacho all year as well. Bacho, yeah, I think you know it, it'll take some time for the team to gel. Obviously, uh, Bacho's first game, 12 points, uh, four boards in 25 minutes, but. And what's really interesting to me about this, and I'm curious because I actually didn't get to watch this game. I was uh, busy uh, winning a a playoff kickball game um, on Thursday. But uh, Henderson coming off the bench with 32 minutes. That's interesting. Like, is he kind of being set up as a sixth man or is he going to take that starting role? This is not the only time he's done something like that. In the opener against uh, Colorado State, he played 26 minutes off the bench. Uh, against Lyon, not that that game really matters or is easy to tell yeah. in terms of you know what minutes means things moving forward. We had 22 off the bench in that game as well. He's a guy who's really impressing, and I'm not really sure if the coaching staff wants to make that change to put him in the starting lineup, or maybe they do just like him as a sixth man, having some fresh legs off the bench come in and, and maybe turn the tide <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, but then he plays 32 minutes, so he basically comes off the bench and stays in the entire rest of the game. But, I mean... Yeah, one thing that I like about this box score here, we've got we've got three guys with four assists each. Uh, Sean Newman, Chavez, and Henderson all have four assists, so that's good to see. Like we got some we got some ball distributors here. That's nice. Um, and then 
Macho may have been a little limited. He has four fouls. I'm not sure when he picked up that fourth, but you know that that might explain why he wasn't getting in there in the mix um, with his big six eleven um, frame. You know, being well, there for the boards. Anyway, uh, Tech's got who? Uh, Southern Utah next. Yeah, so we're recording this Monday night. It will come out either Monday night or Tuesday. And on Tuesday, Tech will face off against Southern Utah. What are they? The Southern Utah Thunderbirds. Thunderbirds. Cedar City, Utah. Cedar City. My family, having been in Utah since the, golly, the 1840s, Cedar City is a beautiful place. I'm sure it is, but they'll be traveling to Ruston to play at the Tech. And then the next day on Wednesday, November 22nd, Tech will face off against McNeese State, who will not have to travel as far. And then finally on Saturday, November 25th, this last little bit of a homestand at Thomas Assembly Center ends with Dillard out of New Orleans. Uh, Southern Mm -hmm. Utah right now is ranked 249 by Ken Palm. Ken Palm predicts Tech will win this game 79 to 68, an 84% chance to win. McNeese State is the closest of the three that Ken Palm predicts a 75 to 70 victory or a 65% chance to win. And Dillard is not division one. So Ken Palm just gives us a 100% chance to win this game. So that means that will be the one that we lose. Of course. I get my pants from Dillard. Man, I forgot Dillard still existed. That's the uh, Southern Utah is uh, in the WAC. Yeah, it's part of the WAC USA uh, challenge. So we'll be playing two two whack schools um i believe i don't know what the other one is but that's not a that's not a diss that's the conference there no <laughs> no um <laughs> the kusa is whack challenge just looking at Love. some of the dumb stats here on espn it looks like southern utah scores quite a lot of points 88 per game um they they've been shooting nearly 50 percent at 47.7 and um they're you know they're pretty decent in, in terms of getting boards now i have no idea who they've played they have um, played their one win, they're one and two right now. The one win was Life Pacific, a non-division one opponent, um, and they beat them 108 okay. to 73. Okay, so that's helping a little bit there. <laughs> yeah, the other two games, though, are Cal State Bakersfield and Utah State. Uh, Cal State Bakersfield is one of the lesser teams in division one right now. Utah State is 87th, so ranked higher than Tech. But Cal State Bakersfield, they lost in a close one in Bakersfield, 73 to 70. And Utah State, they traveled to Logan, Utah, just to lose 93-84. Well, um, Life Pacific is uh, from San Dimas, California, which is not far from, I think, where Catherine's people are yeah. from. Yeah, yeah, that sounds familiar. Um, yeah, it's at the, it's right at the uh, San Dimas Canyon in the San Gabriel Mountains, which I know butt up against uh, good old Upland. Uh, so, also, fun fact, 94% acceptance rate at uh, Life Pacific University. <laughs> Wow. So uh, basically, if you uh, have internal organs, uh, you'll be accepted. Oh, dang. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Southern Utah is uh, one and two. This game's on ESPN Plus tomorrow, but it's at three o'clock. Yes, I will be at that game. I will be at the Thomas Assembly Center with all like 10 stickers I have left. So, Oh, man, I I have so many stickers. Yeah, I I gave them all to you thinking you'd be at more tech events, but... Yeah, and then I went to homecoming and forgot him at Kyle's house, so I didn't even bring him. <laughs> of course. Um, yeah, but okay, so McNeese on Wednesday, right? McNeese a little bit closer predicted. Um, what what can you tell me about McNeese, Nathan, from, uh, from Ken Palm? What can I tell you about McNeese? The answer will surprise you. 
as I say, as I try to load the tab. Yes, the Cowboys are four and one on the season so far, winning their first four games, then losing on this past Saturday to Western Carolina 76-74 at wherever it is Western Carolina is. I guess it's Kalui, North Carolina. Kalui. Kalui. C-U-L-L-O-W-H-E-E. Kalui. After I just saw uh, an Xbox with Bluey on it. Hey. There you go. Uh, They also beat VCU. That sounds impressive. I don't know if VCU is still good, but they were really good. Okay. Yeah, but the other schools at McNeese State have all been non-Division one opponents. Uh, Le Tourneau. Le Tourneau? Le Tourneau. Something like that. we've, We've played them before. Okay. Champion Christian. Okay. And a school that's just called Biblical Studies. Was it just a Bible study group that met up to play basketball? Crowley? Wow. No, not even Crowley. Crowley's at least like a place or a name or something, not just the general idea of Biblical Studies. Biblical uh, Studies. I don't know who this is. Uh, College of Biblical Studies Ambassadors. That's the name of the team. They are from Houston, Texas. They're from Houston. Wow. You know what? It just blows me away. You know, the overhead for basketball is substantially lower than it is for football. So it blows me away how many, yeah, exactly. A ball and some uniforms. Uh, It blows me away how many places have basketball programs. It's it's just nuts. But anyway. How many students does College of Biblical Studies have? They have 460 undergraduates. Wow. And it says that they have a 17% graduation rate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right, That's so McNeese, McNeese. So McNeese beat them. Uh, <laughs> okay, one hundred and ten to forty six. So yeah, or no, ninety six to fifty five. Sorry, and then they lost to WCU in their past game uh, this past weekend, seventy six to seventy four. So um, yeah, that'll be a that'll be a pretty good match. I mean, we'll we'll really get to see how we match up with a you know sort of similar in state program there in McNeese and then who's the last game Dillard so Dillard yeah. how could you forget the department store this yeah. team is three and two on the year with a loss to Xavier of New Orleans a win at LSUA a loss at uh, Texas College played in Cedar Park Texas a win over Huston Trillitson what a win over John Melvin which I assume is a <laughs> school just, and not a guy just a guy and then they Beat Louisiana Christian this past week, 76-63 in Pineville. John Melvin University is in Crowley. Is that also where Crowley was? Or is there No, Crowley Ridge, I think, was from Arkansas. Even okay. though their even though their website was a uh was a broken GoDaddy <laughs> link. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fun times. Yeah. It right. was. So we got three men's basketball games and then let's see. So just real quick. The Lady Texters yesterday, I guess, played a game. I mean, they tried to play a game. I don't know. They lost 96 to 44 at Texas. When I turned it on, it was 24 to 2. Um, and then at wow. halftime, it was something like 54 to 19. So I didn't watch any of the rest of it. Texas is number 11 in the country right now. They'll probably go up in the rankings just from. Yeah, that, um, that was a tough one to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I watched about five minutes of it and I wish I hadn't. It but they will sort of come back down and, and start playing teams that are on our level-ish this weekend. Um, they're playing in the Drake Thanksgiving Classic um, starting Friday at 2 on ESPN+. Plus. They'll take on the host, Drake, 
um, then play again Saturday against Maine and Sunday against Richmond. Um, all three games on ESPN Plus. Or if you happen to be in the Des Moines, Iowa area, oh, out and support the Texters, apparently. Des Moines. Wait, Des they're, playing Des they're playing in Des Moines? Yeah. Yeah. That's a two-hour drive for me. Yeah, Matt. Matt, Come go. On. You can do it. Wait, who are they? Who are they playing in Des Moines? Drake, Drake, Maine, and Richmond. And this is the the women's team, right? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. I didn't know anything about that. Nathan, do you have Massey up or? I do. That's how I learned that we're playing in Des Moines. Okay. Yeah, Drake right now is ranked fifty second. Saying Des Moines. Say it for you. Say it. It's Des Moines. Des Moines. Yeah, I live Des Moines. Des Moines. Des Moines. Des Moines. Des Moines. They're playing this weekend in Des Moines. Uh, first against Drake. Drake is ranked 52nd right now in Massey ratings. 19% chance to win this game. Final score predicted, final score predicted 74 to 63. Then comes Maine, a 64% chance to beat this team that's ranked 125th. Final score predicted is 63 to 58. And Richmond, the Spiders, 95th ranked in Massey ratings. 37% chance to win this game, 62 to 67. Final score predicted. Tech, by the way, right now the Texters are ranked 146th in Massey ratings. Mm. So the men are favored to win all three games. The women only one of their three this weekend. Wait, did uh, Tech's playing, you said Maine. Yes. The, the men's, right? No, no women. This is women's. Oh, the still. women's. Still women's, okay. Uh, They're playing that- a tournament in, I'm scared to say it now, in Iowa. Des Moines. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're playing the three teams. You have to say it like a Frenchman. Des Moines. Ho, ho. Ho, <laughs> with, a ba- with a baguette. All yeah, right. So I mean, I, I, one appeared games. when I did that. So oh, we've got six games. What do y'all think? What's the record at the end of the weekend? Six and oh. zero. Wow. Six and zero. Oh? All right. All right. <laughs> no, I have. I don't. That's I the don't. kind of positivity we need, honestly. After that football season. Yeah, that's Gat Malian. I'll say four <laughs> and two. I think that the men either go and sweep or lose one and the texters either lose yeah, one or two. No, I have no idea. Uh, really? I just uh, stuck with the six and no. Yeah. I'm going to stick with it just to be positive, but I don't really have any inkling of an idea. I wish I could watch the game tomorrow. Uh, I, I hate that it's a three. I have ESPN plus, but it might be a little too busy at work to even have it on in the background. So mm. yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go five and one. I'll say the women lose the Drake game. Um, it's it's their home field and they seem to be uh, pretty good. So so I think uh, I think the men sweep and the women will uh, beat Richmond and uh, Maine. But uh, yeah, let's, let's Carter Richmond. Yes, the Richmond oh. Spiders. Oh no, Carter will be there wearing his uh, his scuba suit and yeah, his scuba suit and jersey. Um, DMB by the way just fucking crushed MSG a couple days ago, but. That's sorry, listeners. Sorry, sorry. sorry yeah, I've already kind of tuned out, and I'm on the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's wrap this one up. We'll be a little bit short this week because you know it's Thanksgiving, so we'll try to get back to our families, as Matt just said in a part that's about to be edited out. Evan, what's this week's tweet of the week? <laughs> a part that's about to be edited out, <laughs> but will have already been edited out by the time you hear this. I've been watching too much Loki, is what I'm saying. Oh, God. Um, so this week's tweet of the week goes to Scubs, which Scubs. is it's at Scubs B, S-C-U-B-B-S-B. 
He took the tweet of the ice cream cone with a frowny face, which Nathan had made uh, several like years, years ago. ago. Yeah. Season preview. But uh, so this is actually a response to last week's tweet of the week because I quote tweeted Tanner's tweet about what the ice cream cone and the blizzard are up to these days with the frowny face ice cream cone that Nathan made uh, for the season preview of like 2021. And uh, then Scubs comes in and says, hold on. I think I recognize this. That says, yep, just as I thought it's text SP plus trend for the last 15 years. And so he's superimposed the overall SP plus rating since 2007 with, with the trend line <laughs> matching perfectly with the ice cream coats now. <laughs> so, I mean, just top tier work from scubs. Um, and yeah, very, very meta on the, uh, on the tweet of the week here. Yeah, I'm just mad I didn't think of it. Yeah, went from <laughs> went from having uh went from having Dairy Queen ice cream cones run at halftime to Eskimos. Yeah. Is Eskimos still there? I think so. Daniel used to say he was gonna get BBs at Eskies. Eskimos. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's still not there. A, not Frozen a sponsor, Coast. Eskimos. Yeah, it's still there. And they're open right now. They open till nine. If they were a sponsor, just saying it's still there would be a very weird endorsement from us. <laughs> it hasn't closed down yet. Baffling everyone. Hey, yeah, By the way. endorsement. It's from yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, that about wraps it up for this episode of the GoTech Please Don't Die podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at G-O-T-E-C-H-P-L-S-D-N-T-D-I-E or head to our Instagram threads or blog gtpdd.dog on the blog you used to be able to do the contest that's over now that tech season is over and um my wife won again courtney and so i think i want to ban her from future contests because this feels a little (laughs) too close to uh yeah there's some kind of shenanigans going on there yeah if we gave away a prize or something you know i would already be under investigation but (laughs) there was never really a prize except for the friends we made along the way Anyway, Josh finished third of our group and um, Quentin Farr finished second. So you can find those full results on our Twitter that I spelled out earlier or on the blog. You can get this month's shirt of the month, except this month it's a hat. The merch of the month for November is a Hoop Troop hat. It's camo because Troop and then Hoop Troop got basketball on it. Get it. Well, it's five bucks off in November. And keep an eye out for possible Black Friday things that we might do that I haven't decided yet. GTPDD.dog. Until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. And go tech. Please don't die. say something i could turn into a dmb lyric there because i 100 i'm surprised there's not there's enough songs i feel like every (laughs) common sentence in the english language can be turned into oh yeah he said that in one of these songs yeah what would you say that's that's true (laughs) there's one i don't care for that song Oh, it's so good. You're wrong. No, dude. Uh, they, 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 you know what? Listen, I'm sorry. Listen, you know what? This is probably going to get edited out. That song <laughs> fucking sucks, dude. Wow. So many, so many of the songs that they choose to play. What song during, are we talking uh, about? Go ahead, Evan. What would you say is what he's talking about? He's dead I, wrong, though. I don't care for that song. I just There's a lot of songs that Dave just, you know, faps to play live, and a lot of them are terrible. Like Big Eyed oh. Fish and Don't Drink the oh. Water and... 
fucking you and me. Don't drink the water is the song that I've heard the most times live. And so he played a does, bazillion he does times. Bat to play that live. You are correct. I don't care for that song. And he never plays the songs I want to hear. And I feel like they're songs that a lot of people want to hear. Oh, he he plays songs that you want to hear just at my shows. That's the thing. Yeah, that's very <laughs> well. You've been to fifty shows. I've been to 18 shows, but yes. Yeah, that's a lot of shows. I don't think I've been to 18 concerts in my life. Um, anyway, just play, just play seven or something, dude. But anyway, yeah, the uh, the women play up in Drake. That's seven, pretty cool. I wish I could make it up the, to the moon. Seven was the first DMB song I ever saw live. Fun fact. Yeah, well, that's nice. Yeah. If this was an anyway. anime podcast, I'd give a shit. <laughs> 